Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Welcome back to another issue of Wookie Radio. I am Ken Rose, and sitting along with me here is Derek. How are you doing, Derek? Not bad. How are you doing? Pretty good. I'm doing pretty good, but um, we do. you guys will notice Mike is not with us here again. Um, and this time, we actually need to send um, thoughts and prayers and good feelings through the force out to our brother Mike and his family, through um, who had a tragic loss this past week. Um, so... He's not actually going to be with us this week and next week. He has to take care of some stuff at home. Um, but, Mike, we're thinking about you. We're praying for you, brother. Uh, so, but we still have Star Wars happening. Whoop, as I knock the mic over. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but um, we have some great news this week uh, coming up. There's a bunch of craziness has been happening. Yeah, it seems like it's been quite the busy week for Star Wars, which is a good thing. Oh, yeah, it's always a good time for that. Um, we have some new news about um, both of the current animation projects that are going. Uh, we got some interesting stuff out of the new Han Solo movie. Uh, but actually, we're going to start off with um, Mark Hamill kind of put his keys in his mouth, his keyboard <laughs> keys, last week. Um, and now it's been confirmed that um, it looks like we're on. if you're watching Monday Night Football on August 9th, we're going to get the official, um, the first full Star Wars The Last Jedi trailer. Uh, this all came, started at the beginning of last week. Uh, there was a fan who actually asked Hamill on Twitter, uh, or had mentioned to Mark Hamill that it would be a good time to release a new trailer. And Mark Hamill tweeted, must not have been thinking we did this, he said, watch Monday Night Football on Monday, July, October 9th for no particular reason. Now... Mm. A little, a little slip up there, but uh... yeah. Um, well, it disappeared rather rapidly. We um, then we get, um, but people were quickly tweeting out to Ryan Johnson, to Mark Hamill, to everybody, anybody they can find. If I, is this confirmed? Is this the way? What it's going to be? And um, Hamill rapidly put up uh, the tweets they had here. Says um, from. Stolsky, I guess, at Crazy Clown124 on Twitter, put up hashtag The Last Jedi official trailer to premiere October 9th on Monday Night Football. At Ryan Johnson, is this true? And then he's also tagged at Hamill himself with his Mark Hamill's. Immediate, pretty quickly, right after that, Mark Hamill puts up, I have no idea. Disney will announce when they are ready. So I'm thinking he got a phone call really rapidly after he put that up. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, then we got another tweet from uh, BWWTV World. It says, Mark Hamill uh, may have just revealed when the new At Star Wars trailer will be released. 
And Hamill um, puts up then, um, that was a misunderstood Vikings versus Bears joke. Nothing, no one gets me, or nobody gets me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it has since been, (laughs) well, after that, people reached out, and finally, Star Wars Newsnet finally got a hold of someone at Lucasfilm and got it from a source that it is now official. We will be getting the uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi trailer during the October 9th uh, Monday Night Football game between the Vikings and the Bears. Now... This isn't the first time we've had this. Remember, the second Force Awakens trailer was during the Monday Night Football game, also. Indeed. And um, since ESPN and Disney or and Lucasfilm are both owned by Disney, it makes kind of sense that they would debut it on one of their networks. I suppose it does. Yes. So I mean, I've always thought found it interesting that they're debuting Star Wars during Monday Night Football, but. Um, well, you got to think the re- what was it? Rogue One had one of the trailers that debuted during the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm trying to say like uh, not uh, not their uh, target demographic. Not always, but um, I think. Well, I've just like from the first time I they did this. I the first thing I thought was, you know what? They're trying to get the widest amount of eyes on this first trailer as possible. Yeah. So you put it on like Monday Night Football, with um, which is looked at in Hollywood and other places as not your traditional Star Wars crowd. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but that's just like um, putting uh, all the different trailers and stuff that debut during the Super Bowl. You want to get the widest audience you can for that first time you put it out. Right, even though that's not exactly... It's not traditionally would... a geek crowd. <laughs> Right, yeah. We'll place it. A, we'll put it that way. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but it looks like we got what two weeks to wait to to go until this trailer finally comes, which is actually kind of late for the for uh, um first full trailer, isn't it? We're only two months. Mu- we're two months out from the movie. Kinda, yeah. Usually we get it a lot earlier, but um, I've heard some speculation. I want to see what you think about this. Is it possibly because they were um making last minute or they were um. I'm trying to think of the way to put this. They, the way I heard it was, um, they may have been waiting till they had the movie fully locked down and loaded before they put out the trailer, so that you don't get some of the same complaints that you got during the Last Jedi and the Force Awakens of having all these scenes in the trailer that are not in the movie. That makes sense. Yeah, actually, I, yeah, Cause I can I, see that. Yeah, um, because I believe also John Williams is just about done with this already. Also. The movie mm. is almost 100% locked down, locked and loaded. Right. So this time we should be getting a trailer that everybody or everything in that trailer should be in the actual final film. Should. So that's going to be interesting to see. Uh, the next one is October's a big month for Star Wars because not only do we get the Last Jedi trailer, we're also getting two Forces of Destiny TV specials. Uh, right. Let me see here. Yeah, we're getting on Sunday, October 1st, and Sunday, October 29th at 8 o'clock on the Disney Channel and the Disney Channel app. There's going to be eight. um, The next eight Forces of Destiny um, shorts will be debuted, and they'll actually come out on YouTube right after that. So instead of putting them all out on YouTube and then putting out the half-hour special, they rotate it around, and they're going to put them out on the Disney Channel first. And we actually have the trailer for the... Forces of Destiny um, second set right here if you guys want to hear it. Here we go, Derek. Let me hit start here. And we'll talk about it right afterwards. 
I hear you're paying ten portions to anyone able to haul a scrap heap. It's no job for you, girl. And why not? You can't do it by yourself. I'll prove you wrong. Being a hero means stepping forward. Time to put my training to the test. Hera's on her way. Take this data to your informant. No matter the outcome. What makes you unique? Makes you strong. Yourself, you must always be. We must treat the enemy fairly. <laughs> Clearly, the Ewoks are hungry. Take what you learn and make it your own. Will you help me? Good luck. Great catch, kid. We make a good team. People who do small deeds make a big difference. I don't believe it. You owe me 20 portions. Happy to help out a friend. Welcome to the Rebellion. So that's going to be the Forces of Destiny second and third special or um the second eight um episodes and there's some awesome stuff in that trailer. You got the chance to watch it also, haven't you? I have, yes. Uh what did you take away from it? Well, I'm pretty excited for this season to come out. There's some cool stuff in there. Um nice to see some uh well Han Solo is always nice to see. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh Yoda and that's actually Tom Kane doing Yoda, it sounds like. Yeah. We actually have a um, huge cast of characters coming back and a voice talent that people know in this. Uh, people from the Clone Wars, from the live-action movies, from Rebels, everybody's in this. The list they had down here was, um, we know we have Daisy Ridley, John Poyega, Lupita Nyong'o, uh, Felicity Jones, um, all from the live-action movies. Then we have Tia Surkar, Ashley Eckstein, Vanessa Marshall, uh, and I believe Catherine Tabor's been in Rebels. And then we have Matt Lanter also that's from Clone Wars and Rebels he was in, I believe, once, wasn't he? Yeah, they had a um, either it was a vision or a hollow of Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. That he was he did in Rebels. And, yeah. And we have Tom Kane doing Yoda. So there's yeah. some awesome. And, dude, your buddy Chris over at Keepers of the Fringe is going to um, love the fact that we have an entire episode that has Ewoks in it. <laughs> he's such a fan of them yeah <laughs> <laughs> and um it was cool to see that the ewok um of course they have stormtroopers on spits because that's what you do <laughs> and it, um comes through and bonks the stormtrooper on the head with a club it was great oh, yeah <laughs> but the first thing that actually caught my eye when i first watched it was seeing ahsoka flying a naboo n1 starfighter yeah that was awesome i think the ahsoka um the couple of ahsoka scenes that were in this were what caught my attention the most because we get ray talk um talking and making a deal with um oh now i'm drawing a blank um uh me too uh, it'll come to me in a minute then you get ahsoka flying the n1 starfighter you get it looks like um um oh wow Jin urso is uh flying some kind of starfighter also uh, we have an entire episode looks like that's basically looks like a mini episode of Rebels, because it's about Sabine and Hera working with the um, Sabine's Mando friend that joined the rebellion. I don't remember her name off the top of my head either. Everybody's yelling at their devices right now. Uh, but towards the end, an interesting one was you see Sabine actually shaking hands with Jyn Erso, talking about welcome to the rebellion. Yeah, that's awesome. So we're definitely going to see some. Uh, characters that have not been seen together together on this uh they've all they pretty much confirmed that Hera is going to be in the episode with Han and Leia on Endor also right oh, so there's that 
that cool scene with uh, Yoda and uh, Ahsoka sparring there. Oh, yeah. It looks like maybe um, Yoda's helping Ahsoka learn how to use the two dual lightsabers. Mm. So I, that's what I took from it. I thought it looked like. And then um, right after that's where, or towards the end, you see Yoda, Ahsoka, and Anakin all in the same scene. So, yeah, th- I'm yeah. really excited about The Forces of Destiny is looking awesome. I, this is something they could definitely make into an actual half-hour TV show. That would be awesome. It looks like uh, Maz Kanata is actually in it, too, instead of just <clears throat> narrating. Oh, she's definitely in it because you see the um, you can actually I see her um, in one of these shots. So no yeah. job for you, I'm kind of just flipping through the trailer, watching it as we're talking yourself. here. And, um, <laughs> so you're a couple Being of a seconds ahead of it than I am. But yeah, like I said, we've got a couple fighter scenes. Whoa. We get the ghost flying around with Chopper. Take this data to your informant. Uh, you can find this on YouTube. We found it on the Star Wars website. What else? What else jumped out at you on this? You must always be. We must treat the enemy fairly. Clearly, the Ewoks are hungry. I think we mentioned everything, really. Okay. I think we mentioned the whole clip, pretty much. Well, like I said, you got on Sunday, October first, and Sunday, October 28th. At 8 o'clock on Disney Channel and the Disney Channel app, you'll get the actual um, four episodes per special, and then they'll debut on YouTube the week or right after that. So check them out. I do like, I do like that they're doing that, though. It's kind of nice. Yeah. That way, if you, and the, the nice thing is they're on the actual open YouTube channel. It's not like something you have to subscribe to. Yeah. So, um, but that's what we had for Forces of Destiny, but that's not the only animated series news we have. Indeed. Uh, there's some Rebels news as well uh, to start off with. And it actually looks like both uh, of these stories basically are covered in the first one. Yeah. Sorry, I lost the page for a second. Ah. <laughs> so there's been an official poster released for the final season of Rebels, which I'm still kind of sad that it's the final season, but... Um, also, you know, happy that, like you, like you said before, Ken, that, you know, they're going to end it the way they want this time. Yeah. There's no way they're going to get it taken away from them this time. Yeah. Mandalore's under complete lockdown. So the poster, it's kind of nice. It's uh, war's raging. It's got all of them in the foreground there with uh, the whole group with Chopper and, and Sabine, mm-hmm. Hera, Zeb. Kane and Ezra, and right above them it has the Star Wars Rebels logo, and above that, kind of, kind of, um, in the background you can see the faces of uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn and uh, oh no, Governor Price. Yes, thank you. I just <laughs> got last week. I just got done reading Thrawn. Fantastic book. Is it? Oh yeah, to check it out. If you get a chance, um, the audio version of it is very is awesome. Mark Thompson reads it, and he does a fantastic Thrawn. Oh really? Yeah. Nice. And then what? And in then the, it has one one of the wolves in the middle. That's interesting that it's got a prominent place in the center of the poster there. Yeah, right, right in between two of the uh, villains. What's the chance that the um, this whatever these wolves are have um, maybe actually doing what? 
I had speculated, we, we had speculated before that maybe they're taking the place of the Bendu, but they may actually have even a stronger part in this than the Bendu did last season. I'm thinking they are going to have a, a bigger part, but we'll see. I hope so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with the new um, poster, there's a new viewing schedule as well. Uh, yeah, this is interesting so yeah. the way they're doing that this year. Yeah. Uh, so it returns Monday, October 16th on Disney XD. Uh, and they're going to broadcast many episodes back to back through November 13th, making for an hour of action and adventure. Like even Chopper is excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the following for the schedule, we have on Monday, 1016, Heroes of Mandalore, parts one and two, which is uh, what Mike saw at Celebration, right? Yeah. If I remember correctly. Yeah, I believe that's what they showed at Celebration. If if not the whole thing, then most of it. Although maybe they did show them the whole thing, because if they cut out the commercials, that would be about right. Uh, and then Monday, 1023, In the Name of the Rebellion, parts one and two. Uh, Monday... On October 30th, The Occupation and Flight of the Defender. Then Monday, 11-6, Kindred and Crawler Commandeers. And on November 13th, an episode called Rebel Assault, which I find quite intriguing, Mm -hmm. I must say. Uh, Then they'll take a holiday break and come back in early 2018 for the final run of episodes. Yeah, it's interesting that they got um, nine episodes in this first run or taking place over five weeks, and then they have seven episodes left when they come back after the break. Because mm. remember, we've only got 16 episodes this for this season. That's right, yeah. So I'm wondering if those seven episodes don't possibly all lead together into one long story arc. I bet it does, yeah. That would be fantastic, in my opinion. Mm. The only thing I don't like is it just says... It's coming back in early 2018. Yeah, they don't give you an actual release date or anything. Or even even like a specific month or... Uh-huh. It'll be January or February at the... February at the latest. I'm thinking January. Mm, possibly. I don't remember. When did Rebels come back this past season? Actually, I can look it up here. IMDb will have the actual dates of when everything was released. Yeah, you'll have to look it up because I definitely don't remember. <laughs> go, go, Google. I'm a lot older now, kids. My memory's not so great. Uh, oh, that's okay. I, I, for a second, I forgot what I'm looking for. <laughs> uh, let's see here. There we go. All episodes for season three. We, season three went through December 10th and then came right back at January 7th with a two-parter. Oh. So we may not have to wait that long into um, 2018 to get it. Yeah, good. So, but it's interesting, like we said before, you look here at the actual um, air schedule of how they're doing this. This is quite interesting the way they're doing this now. Yeah, with the two episodes back to back each each Monday. Mm-hmm. And then having five different view times every Monday. You got yeah. And the premiere, the first time you ever get a chance to see it is twelve thirty a.m. Then three o'clock, seven thirty p.m. Uh, 5.30 p.m. and 9 o'clock p.m. all on Disney XD, the XD app, and video on demand. And then, actually, the cool thing is this one, they've never put this up before, I don't think, is you actually get to see Rebels Recon 
at 9 p.m. that night, I believe. Yeah, and then the um, episode guides will actually be up on the website by 9 a.m. on um, Tuesday. Oh, cool. So they're putting it up immediately following the final showing, or the same time as the final showing on that day. Hmm. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I am really interested in that Rebel Assault episode. I wonder what yeah. that's going to be. And, of Somebody's, course, it's right right before the break, so I'm sure it'll have a nice cliffhanger. Oh, yeah. Well, that'll be one that'll lead into, I think, this final story arc because everybody assumes or you kind of got to assume that this may lead up to very close to episode four by the time they get to the end of it. And we know there is right, a short yeah. there's at least a short um, time jump before we get to Heroes of Mandalore. Mm. So, and yeah, all of these the name of the rebellion occupation of flight of the defender. Um, occupation's got to be something about they're back on Lothal at that point because right. that's a large part of this. And the Flight of the Defender, remember the TIE Defender was the specialized TIE fighter that Thrawn was trying to get built on Lothal. Oh, right, yeah. So that's probably those two and Kindred and Crawler Commandeers is probably both go, all four of those go together. Yeah, I'm sure. Then you'll get Rebel Assault leading into the rest of it. Now we'll find out here at the end of the month if we're anywhere near right on this. <laughs> I think this is going to be a really good season. Oh, yeah. Well, Filoni hasn't really let us. The only time I've been somewhat disappointed is the Thrawn Boba or Thrawn. Um, yeah, Thrawn. The um, Darth Maul. Darth Maul um, Obi-Wan battle. Obi-Wan. Yeah. <clears throat> so, and I wasn't even really super disappointed. It was just one of those and, that could have been so much better. Right. And I understand why they did what they did with it. But, yeah. I wanted so much more. Yeah. So, but that's it for animation news, but we actually have some Han Solo news, Han Solo movie news. Uh, Ron Howard has taken to Twitter again. And actually, I believe for next episode, we actually have a list of almost all of the Ron Howard Han Solo tweets that he's done so far. But um, Ron Howard, um, in his latest tease from the Star Wars Unis, posted a picture. It says, can anybody translate for me? Now, um, he's been tweeting a lot of pictures from the, um, from the set of Han, the untitled Han Solo movie, which needs a title. I mean, come on, just give it one already. <laughs> just call it Han Solo. Whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, we had um, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, so this could be Han Solo, a Star Wars story. Done. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but um, it's basically three characters in a beat-up-looking language, and... Um, I guess they, it says the um, he posted a photo from the set of the Untitled Han Solo fe- movie featuring degraded signature with characters that l- look very similar to the Mandalorian characters called Mando Ah. Uh, this is, and it's got the picture here, um, and he said on it when he tweeted, "Can anybody translate for me?" Hashtag Macquarie. Hashtag Untitled Han Solo movie. Now. Um, it didn't take long to. Um, have you ever heard of someone, a guy named Paul Bateman? He's been around a lot. A lot of Star Wars fans know that know him from other shows and things. But he actually used to work for Ralph McQuarrie, and he actually Sounds familiar. He tweeted um, back pretty quickly with the actual picture of where this could be seen in one of the Ralph McQuarrie photos, and um, part of the translation possibly. And they have actually here. It says, um, uh, "Let me see the rest." of in the actual story, this is from them. It says, but is that actually any indication that Han and Chewie will be making or taking the Millennium Falcon over to the home planet of Boba Fett? While the characters look like they could be from Mandoa, 
the characters don't exactly line up. This is, and then they have the alphabet below for Mando. But there's actually pieces of concept art from Ralph McQuarrie that contain the, those symbols, and they're actually concept art for the um, Rebel base on Yavin 4. Uh, let me see real quick if I can... Let me bring up the Twitter so I can bring up... Because... Um, oh, I had it a minute ago. I need to do it again real quick. I got to bring this tweet up. Because... Um, oh... There we go. And then I got to get to the right response. Which is a little a little bit down. You have a lot of people re- that responded to this. There we go. Paul Bateman put up, at real Ron Howard, this is near as I can get for you. Ralph winged it as far as I know, but it is a font he came up with for Yavin 4. And it looks like the letters that are on the symbol there may translate out to a YZAG, which doesn't mean anything, but... Um, <laughs> or does this, it? Mm-hmm. Well... We will find out. There are so many different things that Macquarie put in, little um, alphabet things here and there that you never know where they could have pulled this from. But this looks like actually from the or from the temple on Yavin Four. But um, they look. But if nothing else, this may prove that we may be seeing uh, Mandos of some sort in this movie also. But that's not all we're going to possibly see in this movie. We also have from that hashtag show dot com. Um, it says a couple of months back, speculation began that Darth Vader might be making an appearance in the Han Solo movie when the Rogue One's Vader actor, Spencer Wind- um, Wilding, dropped out of an appearance at a convention reportedly because he was filming a role in, the, quote, the newest, Star- newest film in the Star Wars universe. Now, Wilding's involvement in any currently in production Star Wars movies was never confirmed by Lucasfilm. And Wilding himself stated that claims of his involvement were false. So Vader's presence in the Han Solo movie has remained nothing more than fan speculation so far. Now, we can now, however, um, remember this is that hashtag show, says we can now, however, exclusively say that everyone's favorite Dark Lord of the Sith will be dropping by Ron Howard's upcoming feature. Uh, According to them, a source close to the production has revealed to us that someone presumably not Wilding... Uh, given his pretty definitive statement that he wasn't involved, was on set of Howard's Han Solo reshoots in Darth Vader's armor as recently as two weeks ago. Unfortunately, that pretty much, that's all they can confirm. Uh, We don't know how big a role Vader will play in the Han Solo movie. It could be nothing more than a brief cameo or a single shot. It could be, uh, or it could be a full scene with dialogue. It could be multiple scenes. We don't know. The only thing we can say with confidence is that Darth Vader is making some kind of appearance in the film. So. I I do actually hope it's a smaller appearance. Yeah. Kind of like like in Rogue One. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I'm wondering, what could he do? What could he do in the movie? Because when you get to A New Hope, it appears that uh, Han doesn't have any idea who Vader is. I mean, there's no scenes with the two of them together, but there's no indication that he's running from Vader or he's when he does see Vader across the hangar bay that he's scared of him or something. Mm. So I don't know. What do you think? What 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 role would you actually put Vader in in a Han Solo movie? Well, it depends on what what course of history of Han's history the movie is going to take. Um, will they cover? Will they have him being in the Imperial Academy or not? If so, 
there could be something to do with that is why Vader appears. Yeah. Well, that would be interesting because also you got to think um, not just if it was in the Imperial Academy. We've learned from Rebels from the Thrawn book we just had that I just read in multiple other places in the newer canon that there's multiple Imperial Academies. Right. Uh, like in the Thrawn book, there's a totally different academy that's just for starfighter piloting. That makes sense, yeah. There's uh, different ones for different places. On um, on Coruscant, there's the um, the main Imperial, the the big Imperial Academy that's basically all your core-wheeled elite kids go there. Mm. So they got, um, they're definitely in this newer canon putting out that people from the core worlds and for Coruscant definitely do think they are better than everybody else. That's the way it works. Of course they do. <laughs> of course. So look, that's why um, in the book, actually, the one character is actually from the Outer Rim and is put into the Imperial Academy on Coruscant and has to go through a lot of ridicule and stuff of people look at him as basically a backwards hick from being from the Outer Rim, Outer Reaches. Mm. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see. I I personally hope, like like just like you, that Vader, if he's in there, it's something real small. Maybe um, right, you, yeah. just, you see him walk by or something in a hallway. Yeah, in the background somewhere. Now, this could be something that um, it could be something with Lando and Vader. Because in Empire, when Lando's, when the first time we see Lando and Vader together, Lando's already been talking to Vader. Mm. So they, they may have had, met at some point also. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, now, everybody assumes that. that Lando had met Vader when he first showed up. That doesn't mean that's the first time they actually had crossed paths, especially with Lando um, running uh, Tabanagas mine mining operation. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's a good chance he could have had you deal with him. Quite possibly. Even if just in a, um, what am I thinking of? Like as as the administrator. Mm-hmm. As the Baron administrator, as they call him. Right. Yeah. So um, yeah, I don't. This is, according to that hashtag show, this is confirmed. I've not heard anything from Lucasfilm or from any other official sources yet. So until we hear from official sources or until we see it in the movie, we don't know this. I'm going to still treat it as speculation, but it's fun to speculate. That's one of the things we do. That's why we have podcasts. Exactly. So we can throw our opinions around. But yes, nothing official yet. (laughs) So um, that actually brings us to some comic book news now, I think. Yes, it does. And we will start when the page loads. New, yeah, with a new series. <clears throat> nope, that was the wrong page. There we go. There's a new series coming out. That's kind of interesting. It's, good, it's going to be called uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi: Storms of Crate. And in this story, uh, it says it may sound like it's set in the era of the new films, but it's actually set during the Galactic Civil War. The original trilogy era. It's written by Ben Acker and Ben Blacker. Uh, art by Mike Mayhew. Uh, Storms of Crate will send Luke, Skywalker, and Leia Organa on a mission to Crate to explore a hidden rebel base. The story will reveal Crate's history, which will play into its film appearance in Star Wars The Last Jedi. Ooh. Uh, mm. According to editor Jordan D. White, uh, we're excited for the opportunity to tell this story, tying the new sequel series in more tightly with the original trilogy era and helping make the galaxy far, far away a little more fleshed out. 
The Bens are a great fit for Star Wars, as they showed in Join the Resistance. And Mike has done such great work on both covers and the Obi-Wan issues of the flagship Star Wars title that we couldn't be happier to have him back doing art for us. Uh, now, Star Wars The Last Jedi Storms Crate is coming out on December 27th, just after the theatrical release of The Last Jedi on December 15th. Unless it gets delayed, like um, Mike's favorite book, yeah, the C-3PO. <laughs> yeah, they don't really have a great track record with one-shots, do they? <laughs> Not exactly, no. This one but looks yeah, interesting. Yeah, it does. It sounds really interesting. I'm wondering if this doesn't spoil some stuff that's in the movie about the planet crate because that and that may be why they're releasing it after the movie comes out. That is a very distinct possibility. So, I mean, we don't know nothing about why what crate is or why it is or anything else, but there may be something mm. in here that actually is followed up on immediately on in the last Jedi. So, in the artwork, I I'm assuming this is the cover. That is awesome looking. It yeah. Um, yeah, that artist is really good. I like his stuff. And he's done, he's done some good Star Wars stuff in the past. Mm-hmm. And it looks like um, the way they have Luke standing there, it looks like the trench-type looking thing there. Almost it reminds me of like where the camera guy was when they show the camera guy getting blasted with the red sand and the sizzle reel. Oh, yeah. It looks like trench-type thing like he would have been standing in. Mm, could be. Now. You definitely get plenty of red, red sand everywhere on this cover. <laughs> Not if there's one thing worse than sand, it's red sand. That's right. It gets into everything, and it. Oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, so we have another. You mentioned bit Annie. Of, uh, <laughs> we have another bit of uh, <clears throat> comic. I'm just gonna keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Another bit of uh, interesting comic, uh, uh, not really news, it's more speculation, from comicbook.com, one of our favorite sites. Uh, The latest Star Wars comic, the latest issue of the Star Wars main title, was an action-packed rescue mission featuring everyone's favorite astromech. Uh, And though R2-D2 might have proven itself, itself, I would say himself, but that's just me. To be the, the deadliest Hey, there's nothing the that's ever said that R2D2 is male or female. No one knows. That's true. It just sounds weird to say it to call him itself. <laughs> yeah. Uh even though R2 has proven to be one of the deadliest droids in the galaxy, the comic might have teased the survival of his competition. The reprogrammed Imperial Security droid, known as K2SO, was a fan favorite in Rogue One, because he was awesome. Yeah. Uh, But he met his end while locking down the data vault to help Jin and Cassian locate the Death Star plans. But droids can be repaired, as we learned in Empire Strikes Back. And the issue might have given fans their first glimpse of K2SO after the the events of Rogue One. In the comic, R2 mounts a one-droid mission to rescue C-3PO from an Imperial Star Destroyer. The protocol droid was previously captured after a failed raid on a rebel base in the M- many issues ago, and the Empire planned to interrogate and extract information about the Alliance from him. R2 manages to make his way on the ship and become a formidable threat, constantly tricking squads of stormtroopers to take out each other and other droids, which is funny because, you know, stormtroopers always miss. Exactly. 
One such droid is an Imperial security unit who speaks suspiciously like K2SO. And they have a little panel here of stormtroopers surrounding a K2SO-like droid. And the stormtroopers say, don't move, droid. And the droid says, I assure you, I've done nothing to. And then the other stormtrooper cuts in and says, just blast him. So Rogue One goes out of its way to stress how unique K2SO is especially because of his reprogramming. When he pretends to be escorting prisoners in Jeddah, the other stormtroopers are bewildered at his personality being unlike other droids of the same model. So could this droid actually be K2SO? It's not out of the question, especially considering that droids can be rebuilt and restored. K2SO could have been retrieved before Jeddah's destruction and then repaired to function to functioning condition. It's even more likely if the Empire wanted to learn about the rebel cell that managed to sneak into their fortified base and how they accomplished their mission. Rebuilding and interrogating K2SO or even scanning his memory drives is a practical response to the rebels' attack on Scarif. But if that was K2 on the ship, the next question is, why was he there? Now, There's a couple things I had on this one. But go ahead, give me your thoughts first. My thought is, I don't think it's K2SO. I think it may be just kind of uh, a little nod to the fans. Look, here's a droid that looks like K2SO. Yeah. Who is just an Imperial droid. Yeah. And there are many, many of them. I I don't know. I looked at it as um, K2 actually um, dies or is blasted apart minutes before the planet is blown apart. Right. So who got off the planet? Because they do pretty good in that movie to show that pretty much everybody on that, um, everybody in the that was on the planet was killed. All the rebels, nobody got out. Because if I remember, it wasn't the shield. Yeah, the shield was still up when they um, when the Death Star hit it. I believe so. Yes. So nobody got away. How would K two get out of there? Also, the other one, another one that gets me in this is they kept talking about um, interrogating these droids. Why wouldn't they right, just hook yeah. up the computer, hack them, and pull the memories? Yeah. You don't have to interrogate anything. Technically, a droid's not supposed to be able to feel fear in things. And right, so how do, you, how part do you interrogate a droid? Yeah, because that's supposedly one of the, um, in the old EU, that was one of the really good things about an astromech, was the fact that they had like second and third hard drives or whatever where they could actually store information that was not connected to the rest of the memory. Ah, so yeah. it made it a lot harder for them to hack them. They were actually designed to be very, virtually impossible to hack, um, which makes it nice for since they have they hold a lot of um, navigational data, and you don't want someone hacking and changing the hyperspace routes and you fly through a star. <laughs> I can see that being bad. So I mean, that's not as far as I know. That's not been confirmed in the newer books and things, but that's the way it was back in the day on those. So I don't know. There's a couple things in here that I'm like, this, I don't know. Some of it works some of it i i like the idea that they're doing this as a nod so people recognize this type of droid and I, yeah and i think that's all it is yeah and it, in rogue one you see a couple you see a couple other droids that look just like k2 he right, even yeah. comments on it a couple times <laughs> yeah and the, and remember they um the basis schematics they actually pull out of a k2 model droid right k2so actually jacks into his mind and pulls the information does his yes. own version of a droid interrogation. 
as it were. <laughs> so it'll be fun yeah. to uh, fun read either way. Oh yeah, I gotta sit down and read these books at some point. <laughs> They're really good. I enjoy them. The couple I've read, I enjoyed. So I actually, I even kind of enjoyed the um, C three PO book. I thought it yeah. was a decent story. If you had didn't have to wait so long for it, if they hadn't made such a big deal about it, right? I think yeah. Then it would have if it if it had been what it intended to originally be, it would have been just a fun little enjoyable story about how C three PO got his red arm. Exactly. I don't know what took him so long to actually put that out. I mean, it didn't look like the art was all that crazy or anything, even. I know, but you know, what do I know? <laughs> but uh. That just about brings us to the end of our news stories, I think. But we have one more. And um, we don't usually cover a lot about the Star Wars YouTube channel and their YouTube shows. But there's a new new show coming to the Star Wars YouTube channel, I believe it is, um, from the executive producer Mickey Capaferi and host Anthony Carboni, which is actually one of the newer hosts from the Star Wars show. And it's actually called Science and Star Wars with IBM. Now, um, StarWars.com has this story. It says, lightsabers, blasters, hover vehicles, robotic limbs, and more. And let's not forget R2-D2 and C-3PO. Star Wars sometimes labeled the space fantasy, or is sometimes labeled a space fantasy when it comes to the genre. But make no mistake, it's equal parts science fiction filled with never-before-seen technology and innovations that we'd love to in our own galaxy. A new show from Disney Digital Network and Lucasfilm, Science and Star Wars, paid for by IBM, um, Mm -hmm. will explore just how close we've come to realizing the technology and take a look at the relationship between the real-world science and Star Wars technology. Now, um, the producer, Mickey Capaferi, had this to say. He says, Over the last 40 years, many scientists, by their own admission have been influenced by Star Wars. And Capaferi is Lucasfilm's senior director of programming and uh, executive producer of science and Star Wars. Um, he goes on to say it has made it has made them want to get into these fields and, adva- and advance technology out of pure curiosity and probably a feeling that, hey, this, is, this can be real. We're, we aren't far off. That's what we want to investigate in science and Star Wars. How close are we to Star Wars or Star Wars-esque technology in the real world? What progress has been made and is being made now? Now, the show is created in partnership with IBM. It kicks off a 10-episode run today, um, as of this day, which was September 19th was the first day of the show. I lost my place for a second. Yeah, it kicks off on September 19th on Facebook at facebook.com slash Star Wars. Uh, typical episode, if there is one goes something like this. The host, Anthony Carboni, um, who's also seen on the Star Wars show, will investigate a specific topic, say helper droids like R2, by discussing the technology with IBM researchers and scientists. Now, this is where those experiment, where the experiments come in. Carboni will um, collaborate in, a la- in the lab with the special guests, uh, from former astronauts to Star Wars celebrities. Um, so far, the Star Wars saga's um, Anthony Daniels, uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2's Janina Gavankar, uh, Star Wars Rebels' Taylor Gray, and prequel-era Boba Fett Daniel Logan have been revealed as being on the show. Uh, together, they'll try to bring the Star Wars tech to life. 
or at least a close approximation. As viewers will find out, sometimes everything works out as planned, like Luke destroying the Death Star with an impossible shot. And sometimes things go a little more Ewok on a runway runaway speeder bike. Both are equally fun, which is something of a guiding principle for the series. Uh, Anthony Carboni had this to say. He says, there are things that you know, or you know we need to do, right? Like, we couldn't do Science of Star Wars without doing lightsabers. We couldn't, we couldn't do it without doing speeders. We couldn't do it without doing blasters. So there are certain things that we knew we wanted to do, and then there are certain things that we know will make great experiments and great visuals if we, um, if we can figure out how to do them. It's kind of a mix of, the, of those great things. What do people want to see also, or that also is kind of grounded in enough real science uh, where we can go talk to experts who can talk about the amazing things they're doing in, um, or that are going on in that field and what will ma- also make a good, awesome, fun, and explodey video for people to watch. Because that's actually one of the major things in YouTube is the more explodey and action type stuff you have in there, the more people are going to watch it. <laughs> so um, this looks like it's going to be a whole lot of fun. The article goes on for a, lo- for a little ways now. Uh, the first episode, episode de- that debuted on the 19th uh, centered around what is probably Star Wars' most iconic invention, the lightsaber. Which, uh, why wouldn't you start with lightsaber? Uh, of course. It says, spoiler alert, we're, we're not quite there yet in terms of building a real one. But Carboni and Taylor Gray make a uh, um, thermic lance, explaining the science along the way, and their very Star Wars, um, their very and their very Star Wars test is, for lack of a better term, pretty awesome. Now I've seen actually I heard wasn't there a news story a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months ago that someone had actually come up with a theory that, of a way they could actually make a lightsaber? They just have to figure. Yeah, you just need like a. Like that, yeah. Like a um, gymnasium full of batteries to be able to power it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the tech is already there if you have enough power to do it. Mm. Well, Carboni also says, we're kicking on off with lightsabers because you have to. It was wonderful just to watch Taylor Gray cutting through a steel door with a lightsaber and just freaking out that he can actually do it. <laughs> um, he says, I think everybody was very excited. Um, oh, this is back to the producer. Capaferi says to the guest, I think everybody was pretty excited. It brings out the kid in you. Uh, we hope this informs the, and inspires kids to do more um, STEM and learn something. <coughs> but it is fun. <clears throat> but it's fun first while based in education and in genuine information. <coughs> we want to share the childlike wonderment that connects the science and Star Wars. You see that um, and our guests, when they come on to into the lab, and they're like, "Oh, this is cool." <laughs> so, um, and like I said, the article goes on for a while. But um, I know uh, what was the Discovery did it actually a couple of specials on the science of Star Wars, if I remember right, uh, uh, years ago, wasn't it? Like early two thousands. Yeah. And then yeah, it was the, a while ago. Now. Of course, you had the MythBusters doing their um, Star Wars specials. Yeah, those are always good. Oh yeah. Well, and the Mythbusters, like these guys said, making it explodey. Well, the Mythbusters tried to make everything as explodey as they could. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. This is going to be fun to see. I'm yeah, planning on watching it. Yeah, check this out. It sounds really cool. Uh, looks like you got... Actually, I can go to YouTube now and see if it's uh, even on there. 
Uh, let's find out here. YouTube.com. And I got to go to the Star Wars page. <clears throat> yes, the science in Star Wars is up. As of right now, there are already three, or no, there's three ads. Let's see. Science and Star Wars. They have trailers, lightsaber trailer, and helper. No, they actually do. They have um, two episodes up and then the trailer. And the episodes look like they're about five minutes. So this is going to be similar to the Star Wars show, maybe a little bit longer. Oh, cool. So, um, and there's a lot of different properties that are doing this now with YouTube. I know DC Comics has their daily show, DC All Access. Oh, yeah. That covers different things every day. Uh, Star Wars has the Star Wars show every five days. I believe it's five days a week now, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, let me look here. Maybe it's only uh, once a week for the Star Wars show. I thought it was more. Uh, hmm. Yeah, it's a... Oh, it is weekly. Okay. Star Wars show is weekly. So oh. I thought it was more often than that. Huh. I did too. <laughs> Probably because I'm so far behind on it. Mm. But this is one I'm definitely going to want to have to want to <clears> check out. I for a while there we were actually watching um, YouTube on the regular, but we kind of moved away from it. So I need to go back and there's a couple of different channels I need to watch on the regular now again. Yeah, just be careful you don't fall down any of those rabbit holes. Oh yeah, that's the some of those are pretty deep. I know um, Vicky does that a lot um, for Tales from the Darkness. <laughs> she'll uh, she'll be watching a documentary for something to do on the show and then they'll, she'll follow into the next video and the next video then the whole night's gone <laughs> <laughs> but um let's see was there do we have anything else short that we could cover real quick i think we're about ready to wrap this up for tonight yeah i think so we had some good stuff tonight um once again i want to say um mike we're thinking of your brother we um it's not right not having you here <laughs> But I understand yeah. what's going on. Take care of the family. Um, <clears throat> we'll hold the fort for a while and keep the rebel, the Imperials away. So our condolences. And- mm-hmm. So, if, do you have anything else for us today? Uh oh. Other than uh, saying happy birthday to Mark Hamill, whose birthday was a couple days ago. Oh yeah, I almost forgot about that. Sixty-six years old. Mm-hmm. Still looks good. Oh yeah, he actually. It's weird to say it, but he actually doesn't look as old as Alec Guinness did at 66. Because if I remember yeah. right, that's the age he was when he did A New Hope. Yeah. Hamill looks a lot better. But then again, um, just life is different for actors now than it was then. True. And it's some a lot of that is genetics also. Yeah. So, um, but with that, I think there's only one thing left to say. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jet. I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2.